0: All right, Blazer fans, welcome to another episode of the Blazer Victory Podcast, episode number 22. This is your co-host, John Duncan, and of course, as always, I've got Steve Irvine with me. And what looks like the end of the 2020 football season has come upon us as the Gasparilla Bowl did not work out with South Carolina, Steve. Um, But I got to say, buddy, I mean, that's a good way to end the season on a championship game.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I absolutely is. I mean, it, you know, I guess it's fitting that the, the weirdest season in the history of, of football ended in a weird way for UAB, I guess. But uh, but, you know, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, and, and I, I thought that coming back on the plane that night, you know, I, just seeing the celebration on the plane and the way that, you know, you know, players were having a good time and, you know, that the, the trophy was was had its own seat up front and. You know, I remember thinking at that time, like this, this would be a great way for this for these guys and this program to end this year. I mean, it, it would be, you know, that's that's your last thing you remember. That's that's a pretty good memory. Now, it stinks that there wasn't a bowl game, and you know, that, I think everybody would have enjoyed playing a bowl game. But um, it did end. There was a, a that was a real good way to end it. So uh, you just have to do that and move forward, and just rem, you know, remember that, remember those times.
0: Yes, for sure. Now, it definitely would have been awesome to, you know, get a chance at getting a win over an SEC school, you know, granted a very bad uh, SEC school, South Carolina with a two and eight record. But and, you know, losing that spot or opportunity on national television on ABC. But, you know, I, I do agree that it was great to just end it on the championship game, knowing that the last game of the season, you know, you won a conference championship, which is the goal Um For, you know, for the team each year is to win that conference, get to the Conference USA championship and win that Conference USA championship. So it was definitely good to see UAB do that and, you know, just win two out of the last three in Conference USA. Um, And probably for, you know, I I think we would have beat South Carolina. Um, I'm I'm fairly, you know, very confident that we would have beat South Carolina, but. Steve, it seems like our conference mates in Conference USA didn't do too well in the bowl games as they <laughs> ended up going 0 for 6.
1: Yeah, and that, that is one thing that, that you miss, not being the only one to win a bowl game. You know, if it's yeah. 0 and 6, if it's 1 and 6 and you're that 1, that's, uh, you know, that that feels pretty good. But, uh, you know, I mean, you know, I, I think that it's it's sometimes just the knee-jerk reaction Um I mean, hey, let's face it. Where the conference is right now is not good uh, right. fo- football-wise. I do think there's some improving programs. You know, UTSA is one of them. I think Rice is. I mean, I think there's some – you know, Charlotte is. Uh, you know, I think there's improving programs. But I think knee-jerk reaction sometimes in bowl games, we tend to get too excited when, you know, when you're 5-1 and one as a conference and, right. you know, too distraught when you're 0-6. I mean, I, I really do. I don't know that um, – that 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 a bowl game record is a true indication of what um, you know where, where a conference is. I you know I really don't. I mean uh, in, in most cases. Uh, I think what stings most to me in this 0 and six is a lot of those were to Sun Belt teams. Yes. And and that that's where you kinda um, you know we you know with two conferences like that that are fine to be thought of as a better conference than the other. Clearly the sunbelt's ahead right now. Um uh, you know, just clearly. And, and so I do think that stings more than just the overall six. I, to, to me, I mean, the, the fact that there were so many losses to some about teams is, is what kind of hurts the most. Um, I do think that um, sometimes when things like this happen, that's where you get slapped in the face a little bit and you step up and go, okay, what do we got to do to improve this conference? Um, you know, and, and hopefully that's happening. I mean, hopefully that's happening in the conference office. Um, hopefully it's happening in, in, you know, in every program, um, within the conference that, that, you know, Hey, that we've got to find ways to, um, to get better, you know, and it's, it's football programs got to find ways to get better and become a better, you know, a better conference. Um, you know, hopefully that's happened. I don't know what's like, what that takes, you know, I don't know, uh, But somebody's got to come up with some answers because it is embarrassing. So somebody has to come up with some answers or at least steps, you know, maybe not answers, but, uh, you know, steps to try to make that happen. You know, and, um, you know, they've they've tried over the years. It's happened a few times in basketball, you know, just trying the different scheduling things, just whatever, you know. And somebody has to sit down and say, okay. Well, not somebody. I think everybody has to sit down together and say, okay, what do we do? And, uh, you know, and then go from there. I mean, I, I, something ha- you know, something has to happen. But, again, this whole knee-jerk thing, you know, sometimes it's not quite as bad as you think or as good as you think, depending on what the record is.
0: It's, it's not, Steve, but I definitely, you know, it's just not even the fact that, you know, you're – you're losing to these Sunbelt schools, but these games aren't even competitive. I mean, you look at uh, North Texas with App State losing 56-28. to yeah. You look at Louisiana Tech losing 38-3 to to a mediocre Georgia Southern team. And, I mean, it, you know, Western Kentucky losing by 18 to a mediocre Georgia State team. Really, the only competitive uh, – game Conference USA had against the Sun Belt was, you know, UTSA um, with, uh, you know, Louisiana Lafayette only losing 31 to 24. And and that was without, you know, Jeff Traylor, UTSA's coach, even being there. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I just, I don't know what you can do. I mean, I, I know, you know, I, I really don't look a lot into the bowl games because, you know, like you said, you know, Conference USA has won that whatever they call it, Bowl Champions Cup or whatever they, you know. Yeah, know they, it's one, yeah. But, I mean, a lot of these bowl games, you Some teams just don't even care to be in it, but to lose the way that some of these Conference USA teams have lost these bowl games, it it just doesn't look good.
1: Well, and I agree. But, but, you know, you also have to factor in and I'm not a big excuse guy. I just don't really believe in them. But you also have to kind of look at who was playing and who wasn't playing in that game. I know North Texas, I think, you know, Jalen Darden didn't play for North Texas. I think North Texas had a lot of guys out. I think Louisiana Tech did, too. Now, they might have on the other side, too. I You know, I didn't look at it close enough to to know. But I know I know there were some some guys out. Um, you know, the other thing is, it, it, it's, it's a weird bowl year. Hey, North Texas is not a bowl team. Western no. Kentucky is not a bowl team. In a regular year, they're not a bowl team. They're not well, even in a bowl, so they're not even factored in this. So, so, you know, there's a little bit of that, too. There's a couple teams in there that played in a bowl that wouldn't have qualified for a bowl under the old rules. I mean, obviously, you know, you played less games, but, but still, I mean, you know, they were less than 500. Um, they wouldn't have qualified for them. So there's a little bit of that in there too, you, that you got you to factor in now and, and that's every conference. That's not just, you know, that's not just conference USA. I mean, heck, you know, South Carolina two win team, you know, was going to play in a bowl game and right. know, it's, it's, it's all the way through. Um, you know, Vanderbilt, if they wanted to, they probably would have found a bold spot and they didn't win a game. True. Um, so, you know, there is a little bit of that in this number two. Um, now that still is a true indication of your conference because they're in your conference and you know, you're know you talking about depth of a conference, but again, they, they're not really bold teams. So, uh, so it, there's just a lot of factors in this one. Um, again, again, I'm not a big excuse guy and they lost and that's, you know, Hey, it is what it is. You know, the record is what it is. Um, but, uh, it's, 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 it's a weird year all around. So it's almost, it almost comes with a little mulligan or asterisk or whatever you want to call it.
0: Right. Well, definitely. I mean, it sucks that we weren't able to, you know, have that opportunity to play in a bowl game, but uh, for those that are on, <laughs> Social media advocating for uh, UAB to get one of these other slots and another bowl game that one of the teams have canceled. Uh, We just want to make it clear that UAB is done for the year. There will not be a bowl game. You know, I believe uh, Coach Clark actually sent everybody home uh, to be with their families for the holiday. So that is a great indicator that the season is done. So we will not be, you know, participating in a bowl game. But it was definitely uh, great, you know, for, to go out on top as 2020 conference USA champions. Um, but Steve, let's go ahead and um, talk about uh, the all conference USA selections. Uh, I, I know you agree with me that uh, certain players uh, were robbed uh, from UAB for not uh, getting those uh, accolades, but it was great to see that UAB actually got a, a school record of 20 players on uh, conference USA on conference teams. And, uh, We can actually go ahead and just go – well, we'll we'll go down the list in a little bit. But that's got to be awesome, you know, to get 20 players and set a school record for that. Right, Steve? Yeah,
1: that's a great thing. Yeah, I I mean, I was really happy for that. Uh, You know, that includes honorable mention selections, obviously. But, uh, (laughs) you know, I I, I do think that's great. I mean, there were – you know, it's hard for me to – I don't, know, I don't know how to say this nicely. It's hard for me to take it serious when, when Spencer Brown's not on that list. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, but, you know, but, but I mean, I understand. I mean, I think there's a couple of things, uh, that, that need to change about that is, is, is one is, I think it, um, needs, needs to be voted on after the championship game. Um, and, 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 and I will say this, I will say there was, and I don't know if we've talked about this on air on our podcast, but, um, the, the stats that were given for Spencer Brown included him playing in the rice game, okay, mm. which he didn't do. Right. But the statisticians included him in the game, did not include him, did not have him for a carry, but had him in the participation list.
0: But he didn't so, even make
1: the trip. That's ridiculous. No, he wasn't even there. Yeah, I mean, I was on the plane. I know he wasn't there. So, <laughs> um, so what that did was what the voters got, was Spencer averaging 92 yards, I think it was 92 yards a game? because that's how you had to compare running backs. You know, you couldn't compare the total number, even though his, him and Brendan Knox had basically the same number of yards. Still you had to compare it per game because teams play different amount of games. So he at, at, at according to the voting information, he, he had like 92 yards per game. Brennan, Brennan Knox had 105 yards or 103 yards or whatever it was per game. I Well, um, and that was a, an error. I mean, that was an a, a, a error by the, the Rice staff, uh, uh, the Rice stats crew. Um, so you take that game away, he would have been averaging 105 yards per game, which would be, you know, two more yards than, than Knox was averaging – You know, had one more touchdown. I mean, you know, he had, they had, they had basically the same numbers. Spencer was slightly better. Okay. So they looked at the number though, and I'm sure the ones that didn't, you know, that weren't paying attention or doing it in a hurry, they thought, okay, well, this guy's averaging 103 yards a game. This guy's averaging 92, you know, Brendan Knox was our player of the year last year, offensive player, where he was in preseason. So we're just going to put him on there. Okay. Well, it's, it makes a difference. Yeah. With some voters, sometimes voters don't pay that much attention. They just look at numbers. So, you know, so that was a factor, man. And, and and that was a mistake. And by the time they caught it, which they did, I mean, it was it was a mistake. It's a human mistake. I mean, I, I don't have a problem with the fact the mistake was made. But um, by the time they caught it, probably most voting was already done. Yeah. And at that point, you don't go back and and go, oh, I don't change my vote. So that, that was, that was a factor. But I do think that these, these um, all conference and I, I know all conference do it. So this isn't a conference USA issue. I just think that stuff should be voted when it's over. And I'm not talking about bowl game over. I'm talking about championship game over, right? You know, you watch that championship game and it's pretty obvious of the two running backs out there who should have, when they have the same numbers, right now, when, when they end up with the same numbers, Similar numbers, then it's pretty obvious who should have been on all conference first team, and that was Spencer Brown over right. over Knox. I don't care what Knox what they gave him last year. I don't care what he was preseason. I don't care. That's not what it's about. It's about this year's all conference team. They had Spencer had a little bit better numbers. He did it when it counted in the championship game. He should have been a first teamer. Brendan Knox should have been a second teamer. Simple as that. Simple as that. You know, and and. But that happens. I mean, you know, and, 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 you know, I think another thing, truthfully, I think it should be a common, right now it's voted on by the coaches, um, which means in some cases it's voted on by the SID because the coaches are busy and they're trying to get ready for things and, um, and, and the SID will vote and, and they'll show it to the coach and the coach will go, yeah, okay. in, in some cases, not every case, you know, in some of them, the coaches are really adamant about wanting to do the vote and that's fine too. And most SIDs do get the the coaches and the assistant coaches opinion especially when you're talking about an offensive line you know you, you're going to probably go to the defensive line coach and go hey who you know who, who should i vote for because uh, they're the ones that really know it and um but i, I do think there should be a com you know a, a media panel also to go along with the coaches i think the coaches need to vote i mean because they're the ones that are in there but i think there should be a media member from each each team that sees, you know, that pays attention and, you know, um, and vote to kind of a combination. I think that would help in a lot of cases, too. But, hey, bottom line is, like you said, already said, you know, a lot of guys were honored and that's that that's that's a good thing.
0: Yeah, but I, I definitely agree with you, Steve, that something does need to be addressed uh, going forward and at least waiting until after the conference USA championship before, uh, the, uh, you know, voters make their, uh, Put in their votes. But uh, I definitely do still think that UTSA, Sincere McCormick uh, should be up there in the first team. But I would definitely put uh, Spencer, you know, with him and and definitely agreed to move Knox to uh, second team. But that might make uh, a lot of Marshall fans upset. But I have many Marshall fans listening. to No,
1: probably not. And that's not really a knock on not. Brendan Knox is a tremendous running back. Tremendous. He he, and it's not a knock on him. It's not. I mean, because I think he's a tremendous running back, and uh, but it, you know, just in this case, he should. He, you know, he should have been. It should have been Spencer Brown. But uh, you know, and there's probably other position. You know, we we look at that because it's involved with somebody like Spencer Brown. But there's probably some other position where another team's going. Well, hey, my guy's better than that guy. Uh, yeah. Look, he has his numbers. Um, you know, and, and that's the other thing that 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 I hate about any all-star teams is they're so number driven and yeah. they're, they're so, and and there's some stat crews, uh, Marshall, uh, um, that just gives so many assisted tackles. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I mean, UAB ran 74 plays in that ch- And This is, I saw this with my own eyes, so I can say this game. UAB ran 74 offensive plays in that game. All right uh marshall was credited with 104 tackles on 74 plays that's a that's a lot of assists yeah there's one case i saw it on film i'll send you the film if you if you if if you think i'm lying the the run by spencer brown where uh, uh <coughs> excuse me the first play of the second half went around right in got about 35 40 yards whatever it was yeah he gets run out of bounds by a guy. Tavante Beckett is chasing. Him. He gets run. He runs out. He gets run out of bounds, and Tavante probably three yards behind him the whole time. He gets run out of bounds. Um, as he's out of bounds, probably three yards out of bounds, three or four yards out of bounds. Tavante Beckett bumps into him. Not nothing. Shouldn't have been a penalty or nothing like that. They just bumped into each other mm-hmm. as as Spencer went down. They gave Tavante Beckett a, a assisted tackle on that play
0: Wow,
1: he bumped into him four yards out of bounds, and they gave him an assisted tackle that's what yep. i'm talking about when in, in cases in some cases Mm-mm. where some stat crews are um, just you, they love to give assisted tackles they love to give them, and and that bumps up your tackles you know and and these these things are so and again, I'd, same thing with Brandon Nice. I'm not saying that against Devontae Beckett. I think he's a tremendous player. Oh yeah. I, I had no problem with him being the def- defensive player of the year. I really didn't. I think he's deserved it, but you know, it's so number driven. Sometimes we look at these numbers and just go, okay, well, that guy has 140 tackles. He's got to be on there. Well, not necessarily. He might have, you know, 40, uh, solo, you know, uh, solo tackles or 40, uh, tackles and, and a hundred assists. Well, you know, I mean, how legitimate are those hundred assists sometimes? You know, so, so so to me, you've got to look at, you know, you've got to dig a little deeper into the numbers to really do this. None of us have a lot of time to dig deeper into those numbers. So we just look at, you know, and I'm as guilty as anybody when I was voting for stuff, you just look at total numbers and go, Oh, that guy's got a lot of tackles. Okay. Put him there. So it's not a perfect science. (laughs) You know I mean? It isn't. But, um, but, you know, I guess it feels good to have a a big number and, you know, you go from there.
0: And, uh, speaking of Marshall, um, you know, Doc Holliday got conference coach of the year. Um, Adam Rittenberg from ESPN was reporting just a couple of days ago that, I mean, there's a chance that he might be out of a, of a coaching job at Marshall. I mean, I don't know um, if there's been any movement since then, but, didn't that just seem kind of crazy that your conference, uh, USA coach of the year might not have his same job next year. That's just insane.
1: It's insane. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, you know, I, I think that there were to me this year, uh, and again, nothing is doc holiday, but to me there were two choices that you could have voted for that award that would have been legitimate. And, uh, and that was bill Clark and Jeff trailer. I mean, I, think, I think those are two guys, um, you know, again, if you vote after the championship game, uh, I don't know that there's going to be a lot of people voting for Doc Holiday. You know, after especially after hearing yeah. the
0: booing from the fans.
1: <laughs> right? Yeah, and and seeing those last two games when you know when it counted. You know, they had yeah. a marvelous first seven games, and that's great. But you know, you got to wait till the end to me uh, to to you know pick one, and and you know, I, I think it would have been one either. Bill Clark or Jeff Trailer, but you know, Hey, again, I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, it's, you know, that's voted on by the coaches. That's the other thing when the coaches vote on a award like that, there's some, there's some bias going into that. Yeah. You know, yeah, they might've is. had, you know, a guy might've had a trouble, you know, might've had trouble with a, a particular team that year, you know, they might've, you know, not, not shaking hands or, you know, whatever, you know, shook hands or whatever after the game. I don't know. You know, and, and they, they're like, well, I'm not voting for that guy, right. you know, the type of thing. So so there's there's a little bias there, and you know, I I do think um, I do think Doc Holiday is a good guy, and I think he's well respected, you know, uh, among the um, you know among the coaching profession, and you know, there's a little bit of that probably too, and 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 there's a little bit of okay, well, who who's got it recently well, I don't want to vote for that guy again. I just vote for him two years ago. And, mm. you know, I mean, I think that's what happened to Bill Clark in, in, um, in 18, you know, oh,
0: um, yeah, cause he got the Eddie Robinson coach of the year, but he didn't yeah. even win it in his own conference.
1: Yeah. No, and Stockstill still did. And, and, and so they oh, got the, well, you know, you know, so you think like, okay, well we can we just gave it to him last year. Well, I don't want to give it to him every year. Mm. So I'm going to vote for this other guy. So, um, but I think if you're if you're looking at it, legitimately looking at it with no biases, no, and, you, and and you wait till after the championship game, there's only two guys that that I think w- should have been up for the award, and that would have been those two, you know, and it wouldn't have been Clark and Trailer, and um, but it wasn't, so you know, <laughs> I mean, I tell you what, I of all this stuff, I would I wouldn't trade a championship trophy for any of this hey you know? you're right about <laughs> that yeah. so i think that's what's
0: important definitely well let's go ahead and uh run down uh some of those all conference uh selections for uab um of course we had a couple offensive linemen kobe raglan and Sidney wells get first team all conference usa uh yeah. wide receiver austin watkins of course um no longer with the program but he got uh, first team as well um, as long as as, as well as uh, Jordan Smith, uh, Jack linebacker, Chris Mole uh, linebacker. And of course, I think the best long snapper in the country, uh, Jacob, as well on that first team, all conference USA, Jacob Fuqua. Um, definitely deserving of that. Um, and we had some second team, all conference guys get selected. Uh, Spencer Brown, as you mentioned earlier. Hayden Pittman, Antonio Moultrie, Noah Wilder, Bronte Harris, and T.D. Marshall. And we had a few honorable mentions as well. Offensive lineman Matthew Traherne, Garrett Prince, Myron Mitchell, Tyree Turner, Damon Miller, Dijon Turner, Will Bowler, and kicker Matt Quinn. So we had a lot of guys uh, get recognized. Um, you know, we think definitely Spencer should have got first team. Uh first uh, team all conference USA and a couple of guys, uh, definitely, I think should have got first team instead of second team. But as Steve just said, Hey, we've got the trophy, we got the conference championship trophy at the end of the day. So that does matter more than just these, uh, all conference selections. But I guess Steve, um, we can talk about just the season in general. Of course, you know, we, we both agree it was a successful season. You know, we, Won the Conference USA Championship, which was the uh, main goal before the season started. Yeah, there were a couple of games that we felt we should have yeah. won, um, especially you know that Louisiana Tech game in the conference. But uh, that Louisiana Lafayette game <clears throat> out of conference definitely had a chance at winning that game. And, of course, uh, the Miami game as well. Um, but, you know, really great season overall. And at the end, we Got her championship, so definitely got to be a good season.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, absolutely. But but it, it is hard not to sit there and, and, and say what if and, and yeah. look at it and say, you know, you, you, you've, you finished the, the, you know, defend a kickoff against Louisiana Lafayette was a huge play. Um, there was just so many little things in the Lafayette game that you thought, you know, really, I, I really I think UAB played them a lot during that game, but a lot, Louisiana did what they did. And that's find ways to win games, man. I love that Louisiana team. Watching them this year because yes. no matter what happened in the game, no matter what was going on, they found ways to win games, man. And they did right. the bowl game. They did it. You know, they did it every, every game. They you know they won. So mm-hmm. I, I mean, I really enjoy that team. I mean, I, I enjoy the grit of that team. But it still it still hurts to think that man, you know, UAB could have won that game, you know, and then and then obviously Louisiana Tech thing you know, should have never happened. And it yeah. does kind of, you got to sit back and say, what if, you know, what if you're, um, you know, eight and one at the end of the season um, and ranked, you know, I mean, if, if you're, you know, if UAB beats Louisiana, Louisiana tech and, and does the rest, you know, ends up eight and one with the only loss being two, to Miami, they're a top 25 team. They're going to, they're going to end the year ranked in the top 25. Definitely, it's, it's kind of hard not to not to say, man, what, you know, golly, what, what you know, what if this would happen? What if that would happen? And there were so many little things in that in both those games that, yeah. that you know you just could have grabbed onto. But you know, that's what great programs do. Again, that's what Louisiana Tech did. That's what Coastal Carolina did all year. I mean, they blew yeah. out some teams, but they found ways to win. That's what Liberty did. I mean, you know, Liberty in that Virginia Tech game,
0: yeah, you know, had
1: really had kind of had no business winning. Um, But they found ways to win, you know, and that's where, that's what, you know, UAB's got to learn from that. They've got to learn from these, these um, close ones, you know, the, the, you know, the, you got to learn from the what if, because, you know, that's what, that's the step this program needs to take. You know, now they they found ways to win. This is this is a program under you know since the return that they have found ways to win games. Don't get me wrong. Of course, of course. But but they've got to find a way to f- finish eight and one this season. You know they got you know and they will. I mean yeah. they will. I mean that's the thing. That's the thing that's great about this is almost everybody's coming back. You know, yeah. I mean you, you you're talking about a you know a, uh, you know losing some really key guys for sure a few of them, but for the most part everybody's back and. um, so you can learn from that. You can you can learn from the success of winning a ring, but you can also learn from the the disappointment of not being eight and one and ranked while right. you won that while you won that ring. You know, so um, so it's kind of in a way it's where sort of the best of both worlds and learning wise. You know, yeah. you learn from, from your failures and you learn from your success. And um, you know, I, and, and they are going to learn from it. I mean, you know, Bill Clark's too good of a coach. Um, and this staff is too good. And, and, and they're too this is too experienced of a team to not learn from 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 that.
0: Definitely. And I mean, and Steve, it's just all about, you know, learning to take that next step as a program. You know, when, like you just said, when those close games and you do, you know, catapult yourself into that top 25 discussion uh, year in and year out. And that's what Bill Clark wants. You know, he says that he thinks that this can be a top 25 uh, football program. And I, you know, we both definitely agree that it can be as well. Um, and like you just mentioned, you know, we get a lot of these guys back. I believe that, uh, the UAB, one of their social media accounts, I think it was their Instagram said that the whole offensive line will be returning next year. That's, you know, going to be huge. Um, yeah, you lose Spencer Brown, but you've got Dwayne McBride right behind him. You know, he's, he's going to come in and it's going to be super awesome to see him, uh, get most of the carries, uh, for next year. That's going to be awesome. But I mean, you know, you get Tyler Johnston back, you know, those losses you know, with the Louisiana game, the Louisiana Tech game, you know, we had a, a freshman, a, a freshman starter in there, Bryson Lucero. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, he he's learned from those experience. Um, but you think, you know, hey, if we had Tyler healthy in those games, you know, maybe we win those games. But you know, it's just things that this team has learned. You know, you learn from experience, you learn from playing the game. Um, and you know, in wide receiver wise, we lose Austin Watkins. You know, we lose Myron Mitchell, who has uh, elected to uh, go to the draft as well with Watkins. Um, but, hey, you know, you've got Shropshire. You've got really talented, uh, you know, Rudolph right behind him, Brian Davis. Um, you know, you, you've got some talented guys. And, and, and also don't lose sight, guys, that, you know, I'm sure um, Clark is saving some room, too, on the – depth chart for some transfers you know you're going to see a lot of uh transfers um from you know power five schools and other you know schools that uab might be able to pick up a couple of those guys so
1: yeah well you got you got three that that you know would have played a big role this year if they would have been you know kendarius taylor uh right the the, the wide receivers you i've heard really really good things about you know he wasn't um he wasn't eligible till you know till the end of the semester. You know he had to get stuff in order. Same thing with uh, Justin Thomas, a defensive end who who I've heard is big time. You know uh, yeah. who who could step in um, uh, you know in, in Jordan Smith's role and and not miss a beat. And then Troy Young, the safety from from Arizona from Mobile that went to Arizona, who who was. Um, you know, I've heard big things from. So you already have three guys on campus, at least three guys on campus that are going to step into some roles that, that you, you, you know, that um, you might think like, you know, what do we like, what do we do without Jordan Smith? Well, you you plug in Justin Thomas and see how that works, Right. you know? And, and um, you know, what do we do without Austin Watkins and Meyer Mitchell? Well, you plug in Kanderas Taylor with those guys and see how that works, Mm -hmm. you know, especially with, with um, Shropshire doing what he did in the bowl game. Uh, so, you know, I think that you already have some some pieces in place there that um, that could be, you know, great fill in or great, you know, fill in and keep going type type guys. So there already are there already are some there. So, um, you know, but and, and the great thing is no matter what holes you have to fill, if you have, a, you know, your entire offensive line, you know, an entire offensive line that was really good. Yeah. You know, it's not like it's not like it was an offensive line that you want the guys to leave. I mean, this is this is a this is the best offensive line in the conference, probably. I mean, you got two offense, you know, two all conference offensive uh, offensive linemen. Right. Um, you know, um, honestly, if if Telford would have been ready for uh, you know week one, you know, I mean, he just had to kind of get ready. If he would have been ready week one and and you know, been what he was by the end of the year. Heck, he might have been an off-conference guy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, um, I just think, you know, you, you got two, two centers. Uh, you know, you got, you got uh, depth guys there. You've got versatile guys there. I mean, so you're really good up front um, on the offensive line. Depending on, I mean, you're, you're going to be really good up front defensively, too. I, I, I don't know yet. I haven't really heard yet what Tyree Turner's going to do. You know, he's one of the seniors is trying to decide, I think. Yeah. Um, but, if he, you know, if he comes back, uh, I think Tony Ferris is expected back. Um, so, you know, you, you're pretty much returning everything there. Um, wouldn't be surprised to see Alex Wright grow into a guy that, um, that's going to have his hand on the ground next year, you know, move into that defensive end spot, the, uh, hand on the ground, defensive end, don't know, don't know that that's for sure going to happen. He did that a little bit this year. So that's what kind of got me thinking, like, maybe that's what, you know, maybe that's what they're going to do with him because he's growing, you know, bigger and bigger. Uh, so you get another year in the weight room with him. He might be a guy that, you know, again, that moves inside, um, you know, so there's – they're going to be good up front both ways. So you got to like that when, when you're trying to fill spots. If you're trying to fill some other spots, at least you're good up front. And where is Hey, that's where you win games, you know. And, and um, I can't wait – I mean, you already mentioned it, but I can't wait to see a Dwayne McBride 25 carry a game, what that yes. looks like, you know. Just can't wait to see what that looks like um, behind that offensive line. I think – in this conference, I just don't know
0: how you stop that. Exactly. And um, no, no, no. I tweeted I it tweeted out from uh, our account, which, you know, you can follow us at Pod on Twitter. But, uh, you know, when Spencer announced uh, – or when they, the football uh, Twitter account announced that uh, Spencer was going to go pro um, – you know, I'm sure a lot of our Conference USA opponents were very happy, but you got yeah. Dwayne McBride coming in yeah. and getting it 25 times. So.
1: Yeah, be careful what you wish for there, yeah. Because yeah. yes. really, honestly, as great as Spencer is um, and, and as much as he's been to that to this program and, you know, as much as he'll be thought of in, a, in a, such a fine way, there, were, there is a piece of you during the season going like, man, we, we – we got to take some carries away from him. You know, we got to give some carries to this guy over here. Um, Mm -hmm. And you can't really do it because, because Spencer was playing so well, you know, you, you couldn't, you couldn't do it. And, um, but now you don't have that, you know, and, 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 and you have the same role behind him, the same, same guys, the same group behind him that um, if he gets banged up a little bit, or if he needs, uh, you know break, you're really good at the backup running back, you know, right. Right? It's just like you were this year. So um, that's going to be fun. That's going to be a fun thing to do, to, to watch, you know, and uh, so it's, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be neat to see the same group to go at it and see what, you know, see what happens next year. And hopefully we'll have a, a lot uh, calmer, you know, if, oh, if there's yeah. if there's 12 games on the schedule, you're going to play at 12 when it's scheduled yes. and not have to worry about who's not going to be there and who's going to be there and how do we do this. And, yes. you know, are they going to cancel on Wednesday or Thursday or, uh, you know, hopefully none of that is in play and uh, can have a normal season and see this group in normal season. And hopefully Tyler Johnson, you know, stays healthy, you know, and, yes. and, and um, you know, and see what he can do, you know, 12 games healthy. Uh, Because, you know, I I think with Tyler, and and, I mean, I've said this before, and I, I probably said on air a few times is, I mean, there's no on in his team that's, uh, he's my favorite player. I mean, I I, I love the way he competes. You know, I just love the way he competes. And, and, and is, is he perfect? No, he's far from perfect. Does he, does he make you pull your hair out every every now and again? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he does. But, just the way he competes is just, um, you know, it's just amazing to me. I mean, and just just the way some of the things that happened, some of the good things that happened. On, I mean, the 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 touchdown and swipe shower was a great example. I mean, you you cannot draw up, you cannot make up an uglier pass than that. <laughs> right? I mean, you, you can't. You know. And right. and did it slip out of his hand? Was he hit? What? I mean, he was kind of hit, but did that have anything to do it or or you know, um, but he gets the job done and it doesn't matter. Pretty doesn't matter, you know, and just the touch he has. And, the, you know, sometimes he'll make throws that I think we talked about this after the game, but there was a one ball, there's a third down ball to Shropshire in the third quarter, fourth quarter. I don't remember what fourth quarter, I think. And there's a guy he's bracketed. There's a guy right in front of him and a, and a guy behind him. And, um, he throws the ball and my immediate, cause I was, I was like, right. And I mean, it was right in view with it and he throws the ball. And if I didn't have the headset on, I probably went, what the, are you doing? <laughs> right, But I didn't. And, and, and the ball gets there and it gets there. He throws it high. And the only, the only person that can catch it is swapped. You know, he gives his guy a chance to go up and make a play. Right. And, and they do for a huge third down. That's just what he does. I mean, he does stuff that, you know, um, Again, it's maddening sometimes, but but you know he's not afraid of anything out there, and he's not afraid to make a throw. And and right. sometimes it, it bites him, but other you know more times than not, it, it, it's a big play. So it'd be nice it, it and like I say Hopefully, hopefully he can stay healthy all next year, and and um, you know and and Lucero's going to grow and and be better than he was this year. And I thought there was times this year, obviously they was pretty good I think South yeah. Alabama is really good. Yes. And, uh, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with Dylan Hopkins. Uh, you know, he'll be healthy. You know, he had obviously was hurt all year and um, you know, the new kid or the freshman kid coming in. And
0: yes. so,
1: it, you know, there's a lot of questions to be answered, but it's, it's, um, it's going to be fun to, to, to watch those questions start to, you know,
0: get answers. Yes, for sure, and definitely hope that uh, Johnston can just rest that shoulder during the offseason and get it back to you know a hundred percent for next year because I definitely still think that that shoulder was still bothering him um, a little bit during that uh, championship game with Marshall for sure. Oh no doubt. <laughs> oh yeah. The yeah, there was no doubt. Yeah. Yes, um, but and definitely you know you said that Steve. You know you definitely you know we both agree that we definitely want a more normal 2021 football season, uh, not just for the team's sake, but definitely for us because, you know, we dropped a couple of preview episodes this year that ended oh, up yeah. uh, going to waste.
1: <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, so
0: that definitely kind of sucked, you know, sucked for us, uh, you know, literally right after we would drop an episode, you know, we felt like we were uh, a bad omen for <laughs> the team on those cancellations, but um, our bad luck, but definitely hope. Yeah. You know,
1: we were uh, a jinx. There was no doubt we were a jinx. <laughs> I mean, there's no doubt about that now.
0: Yes, I believe we got called out on, on social yeah. media for that. So, But definitely, knock on wood, hope that uh, next year will be more of a normal season and that we can just get back to normalcy. But right now, we only have three uh, games scheduled for just a super early look ahead to next year. Uh, right now, we're scheduled to go to Athens, Georgia on September 11th to uh, take on – Probably a top five ranked, or not top three ranked uh, Georgia Bulldog team. Um, and then a couple weeks later on the 25th, we'll get to go to New Orleans and take on the Tulane Green Wave, an old Conference USA team that are, that's in the American now that Willie Fritz has them playing pretty well. And as you mentioned earlier, those Liberty Flames. Um, we'll see if uh, Hugh Freeze will still be their coach, but they get to come to Birmingham on October the second to take on UAB, and I'm sure there'll be uh, another non-conference game announced, uh, hopefully within the next uh, couple months. And I'm, I'm I'm just assuming that it'll probably be an FCS opponent, but give that's us a some plans, yeah, yeah, to that's open a up a Protective Stadium um with next evening.
1: well well the plan is still is still being liberty being the opener um the plan mm-hmm. you know now that could change obviously but uh depending on when it's ready and that type of thing but right. you know by by far though with the three that are already there um that to me that's by far the most uh the toughest non-conference yeah. schedules you know since the return you yes. know i mean there were there were some Callaway years and some Watson Brown years that, that, you know, where they played two SEC teams in a year and they were probably a little tougher than that. But, uh, but, you know, right now that's, I mean, by far the, the, the the toughest one since, you know, since the return. And so that, you know, I kind of look forward to that, you know, and um, Mm -hmm. challenging, you know, the the challenging aspect of that, of that schedule. And, um, you know, I mean, it's, it's good that you got an experienced, older team to, to face that, but, right. but I do, you know, I do expect it to be an FCS for the, for the other game. And, uh, you know, hopefully it's, a uh, you know, Alabama state, Alabama, A&M somewhere, you know, regional that, get good bring some, yeah, bring some fans to some, some, you know, get to see a good band and, yes. um, you know, good football. I mean, those are good football programs. And, and so, um, it, you know, hopefully that'll be what it is. I don't know for sure what they're doing, but you know, I, that's kind of what I expect.
0: Yes, for sure. And, uh, I definitely look forward to Well, if things are normal, um, next year, definitely trying to make that trip over to Athens. You know, I've always wanted to go to, uh, to Athens, Georgia, just to mark off the bucket list to see a Georgia game. Um, so it will be great to see, uh, UAB hopefully, you know, get to play, uh, at Georgia next year. Um, But, yeah, definitely hope for a great 21 season. And, hey, it's just like we said earlier, you know, for UAB to become a uh, top 25 uh, team year in and year out, you got to win some of those non-conference games. And what an opportunity that presents itself next year with, you know, Tulane and Liberty, two, you know, really good non-Power 5 teams that, you know, if UAB is able to get those wins, you know, you you set yourself up for a uh, great chance at getting in that top 25 next year.
1: Yeah. And, you know, as, as much as I dreaded, uh, you know, seeing Uav play against, uh, Derek King, you know, in Miami this year, um, it, it's as much as I kind of dreaded it. I also really look forward to it to see him, to see him play cause he's so fun to watch. Right. Same thing. Same thing with Malik Willis, you know, with, with Liberty. Oh, yeah. I mean, don't really look forward to trying to see him defend that guy. Cause he's, <laughs> a, he's hard to defend. But I do look forward to seeing him play in person because he, he, is, he is fun to watch. So, there, you know, there's a, that's a, there's a huge challenge there. Now. Yeah, I mean, it's a huge challenge there. And, and so um, – and that, you know, could be the opener of the protective stadium and um, sure would be – if it is, that sure would be a – you know, beating a good team like great team like that should be a, would be a great way to, to open that thing. But, uh, you know, we've got a long way to go for that and a lot, a lot of things can change. Know who knows? I mean, I think Hugh Freeze will be there, but maybe Hugh Freeze in there, and right. you know, maybe Malik Willis. Hit. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, uh, but uh, I hope they both are, and I hope um uh, UAB finds a way to beat them, you know. <laughs> so, but it's a long way to go for that, and a lot of things uh, have to happen, or you know, there's a lot of growth between uh, then and now, yes, for sure.
0: Um, now, basketball, uh, You know, unfortunately, uh, the premier home game of the year got canceled with uh, Georgia Tech due to uh, COVID issues within the the basketball program. But it seems that, you know, UAB was back to practice this week and getting ready to start Conference USA play uh, this weekend on New Year's. In fact, they'll uh, travel to Denton, Texas to take on the North Texas main green. And for those that don't remember, you know, North Texas actually won the regular season of Conference USA last year. And you know they were they've got some talent there uh, in Denton. Uh, UAB will play on New Year's Night at 7 p.m. Central Time um, on ESPN Plus, or you can listen, of course, on Jocks FM two on Jox two on 100.5 FM to David Crane and Murray Barto on the call. Um, but they'll also be back in action the following day um, on Saturday at 4 p.m. also on ESPN Plus and on Jocks two. As Conference USA is doing this Friday Saturday um, scheduling format, but hopefully uh, Steve UAB will find a way to get a couple wins uh, to start out uh, conference play in a positive way. Um, I know it's been a while, you know. Still, they haven't played since losing to uh, Chattanooga. At home, 69-66 uh, to 66. Uh, seemed like forever ago, but it was only um, a couple weeks ago. But hopefully the Blazers can uh, come out on top and start Conference USA play in a positive fashion and get the couple victories.
1: Yeah, you know, and starting it against one of the better teams in the conference or what's thought to be one of the better teams in the conference. Right. Like you say, defending champ and, and you know, Javen Hamlet, great player and uh, well coached. And, you know, it's, it's a challenge. It'll be a challenge, you know, and, and I think – the way this this format set up, I think if you know if you go on the road, if you, if you come back from a road trip one one and one, if you can find a way to win one of those games, we'll I think, you, I think I'd be pretty happy with that, you know, yeah. um, just the way it's set up, and it's a little different than than it was. But um, you know, if, if you can if you come back two and oh, now that's obviously be great. But I would think one and one, I, I'd be real real happy with that. Definitely. And uh,
0: <laughs> of course, you know, the women's team will be at home at Bartow Friday and Saturday, uh, taking on uh, North Texas. So definitely try to get out to Bartow Arena and watch uh, the women play and hope they get a couple victories. Um, but guys, uh, we'll try to be back next week um, to just just talk all you heavy sports, you know, try to recap uh, what happened with uh, North Texas series and get you ready for Blazers to come home to Bartow the next weekend as a uh, su- rival Southern Miss comes to town. But Definitely, guys, uh, we hope that you all had a Merry Christmas and definitely wish you guys a happy new year. You know, whether you're listening to this before the new year or after the new year, we're all just going to hope that uh, 2021 is a better year for everybody. And definitely just thank you guys for constantly listening to us. And uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Blazer Pod or like us on Facebook. But definitely just help us spread the word and tell a couple of friends and family members uh, that are blazer fans about us and you know tell them to give us a listen but on that note guys we'll be back next week uh but again happy new year and go blazers